and Brit. Brad and Brit, the perfect combination of brawn and wit. Politics, sports, and trending shit. Let's tune in to Brad and Brit. It's the Brad and Brit cast. Thank you for joining us. Uh, we'll be here for the uh, next number of minutes that you can stand it before you finally um, shut this thing down and do something productive with your life. For God's sake. Yeah. Meanwhile, I, I got to give I got to give you the opportunity. OK, to talk about what you <laughs> text message to me and John the Catholic oh. about the new quarterback. Yeah. For the Las Vegas Raiders, Mr. Right. Uh, Garofalo, who was Tom Brady's understudy for about a minute, and then he moved on, went to San Francisco to the 49ers. Now he's going to the uh, Las Vegas Raiders. And, uh, you know, contract provisions these days cover just about every eventuality, everything that you would want, right? You're a good agent. They get you everything mm-hmm. it's not just the money it's the it's the health care it's the lifetime annuity it maybe it's a house maybe it's car it can be anything anything but some things in life the best things in life are of course free aren't they brit well they had a i don't know if you know this they they had a little issue with him taking a tour i think it was on thursday he was supposed to have his press conference. They were like, well, there's a little problem with the contract. We got it. And they postponed his press conference introduction to the team until Friday, which is that's legitimately what happened. Um, I'll go ahead and put the story up so everybody can have a good guffaw. If you're watching live, you get a win on that one. Uh, There's very, there's a lot of debate in the national football league as far as who's the fastest quarterback, who has the best arm. I think there's very little debate that Jim Garoppolo is probably the most handsome quarterback in the national football league. Good-looking guy, probably 6'3", 6'4", 240, 250 pounds. Uh, just a, a delightful – most women who don't give a shit about football just kind of salivate when they see this guy. Uh, and these workers at the Chicken Ranch, I believe that's in Pahrumpf, Brad, in Nye County, just outside of Vegas, they have offered free sex for life to Jimmy Garoppolo, number 10 in your program, number one in your hearts, the new quarterback of your Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, I'm – I'm 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 trying to understand this, and yes, I know this is all about getting publicity for themselves and for the the chicken ranch, which you don't hear that much about anymore. It was a big deal yeah. when it was when it was newer, but but you don't hear that much about it anymore. I mean, I, I I get that. We'll we'll just put that aside because obviously that's the main reason here. Because uh, clearly. You start asking really stupid, drill down, detailed questions like, does this count if he leaves the Raiders? Is this forever? <laughs> you know, I mean, do you want to do that? Do you want to bother with those kind of questions? I mean, if he goes and, and, and plays for the Dolphins, does that mean only on road trips every few years when Miami goes to Vegas to play a game? Does he get I, mean, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's a funny story. I like it. I just like it. It's so if you, if you it's look so non-threatening Jimmy, to everything. I think I if like you it. look at Jimmy Garoppolo, you know that God has given him free sex for life. Right? You know, he doesn't really need the exactly. offer from anybody. You know, God bless these women for trying to sweeten the pot. You know, yeah, that's yeah, fantastic. I, I was trying to think, and I was going to do this, but I I just didn't want to waste my time doing it. For instance, that that guy who's the coach of Fairleigh Dickinson, who you saw yeah. on TV 
over and over and over again, who who looks like he got beaten up in the the, the, the back alley when he was nine <laughs> and never recovered. But he's clearly a, a good coach and very often a, a team that comes out of nowhere and wins a, a game and becomes a quick Cinderella. You know, the coach gets offers. That could happen with, with this guy. Oh, sure. But but he's the uh, – I would put him at the opposite end of yeah. getting an offer for free sex for life, depending on, for instance, if he – if he did go to UNLV and started coaching them, I'm not sure that the the uh, girls at the chicken ranch would right. would step up. Not quite. A guy either. like that doesn't want to stand right next to Jimmy Garoppolo. You just you just don't want to. It's not yeah. it's not going to work out for you. Now you know that actually uh, leads us to story number one on the list, and it involves a woman whose name. Frankly, you'd never heard. I'd never heard of until we just read about it. Abby Grossberg, Abby Grossberg, right? A prominent producer at Fox. I mean, she'd been at Good Morning America before that, and uh, she is accusing Fox essentially of uh, making her, forcing her, demanding her go into court and lie on behalf of Fox in the Dominion lawsuit and just make up all kinds of just, just nonstop shit that would uh, try to try to get Fox on the right side of this lawsuit. And now that Abby Grossberg is done testifying, she's coming out and saying, uh, uh-uh, I, I, I shouldn't have done this. And of course, Fox turns around and is suing her for daring to now come out and tell the truth, kind of whistleblow to the, to the world they're 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 getting sued she's suing them um here's her the, accusations her accusations come with a healthy serving of uh, sexism and sexual harassment as well brad exactly here you go fox lawyers coerced intimidated and misinformed ms grossberg into deflecting blame away from male executives and hosts while putting herself and maria bartaromo at risk that's what the culture is like there yep they don't respect or value women as evidence of that she claims fox executives called bartiromo a crazy bitch Mm. menopausal Mm. hysterical and a diva she also describes anti-semitic jokes slurs against women open harassment at the tucker carlson show which apparently was uh, so pathetic that they didn't even have enough people on the staff during the most important moments that we're talking about when we speak of this this uh, this period where Fox was letting on you know Sidney Powell and the My Pillow guy. They didn't vet anything. They didn't have enough people because nobody wanted to work on the Tucker Carlson show. Nobody wanted to be associated with him. At the deposition that she gave last year, Ms. Grossman stated she didn't care if false claims were aired on Bartiromo's show because, quote, we didn't know if they were true or false at that time. So that's what she was told to say. Got it? Mm-hmm. She was told to say that she didn't care because they didn't know at the time. So that translated into, uh, I know nothing and uh, I'm just following orders kind of stuff, right? And that it wasn't necessary 
to correct any false claims that were being made later on. But now she says her false and misleading and evasive answers were the result of coercion. Now, this sounds very similar to the Cassidy Hutchinson situation, where at first her lawyer, who was basically a Donald Trump tool, was uh, telling her all this bullshit to uh, go out there and say, and she finally said, I'm done. I'm not going to have a, a a Donald Trump lawyer telling me what to say in public about what really happened. I'm not going to lie. And she broke away, and thus she got this uh, remarkable testimony in front of the, the January 6th committee. Uh, on this uh, non-parallel but similar track, Miss um, Grossberg did not do that, right? She went out and actually lied during her uh, deposition. But now she's coming clean. And uh, back and forth, back and forth they go. Again, this is just kind of putting another little little tile on, on top of the uh, tower that is uh, being built to show just what a miserably horrible non-news organization Fox is. Uh, they don't care about the truth. They don't care about their people. They certainly don't care about women who work there. And... Uh, I think Dominion's catbird seat just got a little bit more comfortable with a story like this coming out. Nothing helps. Nothing helps Fox when the truth begins to come out. Truth is Fox's enemy. It always was. You get promoted if you lie. You get in trouble if you tell the truth. Has anything changed about that? No. That truth? Of course not. It's only gotten worse. Yeah. Yeah. In response to the lawsuits filed on Monday... Fox placed Ms. Grossberg on forced administrative leave and filed their own suit against her in an effort to shut her up, to uh, stop her from discussing things that she talked about with the lawyers at the network. Now, wouldn't that tell you something right there? Wouldn't you have full confidence in your own company's lawyers that they would be giving important and truthful information to the employees before well normally you would but of course not in this case because it's like going to work for trump you have to check your integrity at the door and assume that this is the last gig you're ever going to have in law if you go to work for fox too it's like working for trump what's the difference well, you might get paid if you work for Fox. Yeah. I would say that would be the major, but it may be the last paycheck you get. That's, that's true. They want a, they want a, a temporary restraining order to shut her up. Fox yeah. says it will vigorously defend against her baseless claims, which are made following a critical performance review. Oh, so she got her yearly review, Abby. Abby Turns out we have some problems. We have some problems with your work. Yes. <laughs> Um, last year, she began working as a senior booking producer at Tucker Carlson tonight on her first full day, Brad, according to the lawsuit, Miss Grossberg discovered that the show's Manhattan workspace, Manhattan, Brad, 10101, I believe is the zip code was decorated with large pictures of representative Nancy Pelosi of California. Then the house speaker wearing a plunging swimsuit cherry on top of the Sunday. The next day, Justin Wells, Mr. Carlson's top producer called Miss Grossberg into his office. She said, to ask whether Miss Bartiromo was having a sexual relationship with House Republican leader Kevin McCarthy. I would say Maria Bartiromo should sue <laughs> for, for defamation. 
She could do way better than Kevin McCarthy, I would hope. Oh. <laughs> the, the, the details are delightfully disturbing, but it, it seems to me the great part about this is they've really learned their lesson after all those sexual harassment lawsuits at Fox. They've really, they really learned oh, their lesson. True. That, that, we are in the post Bill O'Reilly, post Roger Ailes exactly. era. Many years past it, and and clearly. Uh, all the reviews, uh, all of the introspection, all of the changes that were going to be made following uh, that era, they've really taken hold. You can really <laughs> tell. Uh, you know what this tells me if they have that fraternity-like atmosphere in Manhattan? I don't, you know where Tucker Carlson does his show from that cabin somewhere in Maine. Whatever right. studio or office, he must that thing must be like a frat house. Look, look like Animal House or something. They must just like talk about women all the time and bring them in and spank them and throw banana. It must look like the the uh, the fucking Howard Stern show from 1993 up in Maine. <laughs> they're bringing 18 year olds and dumping banana pudding on their ass. They're doing they're just doing all kind of crazy things up there. Yeah, but the difference is that was the show. That yeah, true. People complaining about it behind the scenes. That's true. That that was the show. There is kind of a difference there. Oh yeah. All right. I'll let that one. We'll let that one marinate. See. Uh, see if that one rises to the top of uh, of consciousness today. Uh, by the way, you know how I had headlined that if we were going to do it without without uh, having glided into it the way we did i was going to call it fox and the small penis problem <laughs> okay see sometimes the the title can work at the end at the end um oh clip of the day okay. clip of the day uh, i i hope i can call this one up real easily this is a good one uh you you must have heard this already um this is a uh, Japanese translation of the Giants win the pennant, okay? Oh, yeah. Yeah, the Giants win the pennant. And this is the much maligned, deservedly so, World Baseball Classic being held in Miami. I guess it's the uh, semifinals. It's Mexico and Japan, two longtime traditional rivals. Okay. <laughs> Bottom of the ninth inning, Japan is down five to four. They're three outs away from losing and uh, get a couple of people on base. And uh, the rest is uh, self-explanatory. Let's uh, go to the audio tape. Had enough yet? I think we've had enough. If somebody took that and dubbed that over Godzilla footage, would that be racist, cultural misappropriation? What, what would it? What, what would it? Japan against USA in the finals. It's coming up tonight.
yeah. on FS1 or something like that. I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'll be tuned in. Yeah, you'll be there. Um, I'll be there. All right. Uh, other stuff on the list here. Um, so you want to move to South Dakota where the air is clean and the women are cleaner. Hello. Uh, Al Gore's I told you so gets bigger and bigger every day. Cal Thomas, the conservative columnist who is a broken clock, but sometimes it really is twice a day. Jesus. Um, and breaking up with the Donald, breaking up with the Donald NFW, NFW. Oh, do the Al Gore, I told you so. All right. You asked for it. Yeah. This is everywhere. The United Nations panel of scientists says there's a feasible but narrow pathway to avoid the worst of the worst effects of climate change. But we've got to cut greenhouse gas emissions by 60% by 2035. According to my calculator, that's about 12 years from now. That's not that long. Uh, th- that'll be the same year the Social Security and Medicare blow up if we don't do anything about that, too. So 2035, mark that on your calendar. Um, and that would limit the rise in temperatures around the world to 1.5 degrees Celsius over what it was before we started to industrialize in the uh, 19th century, right? The 1800s. And that would only happen. If we cut the shit out of the way we get energy, consume energy, burn energy, you get it. We're not going to do it. Not as long as China and India and other countries want to have economic growth. They don't give a shit. Not going to do anything about it. Um, So basically, I think it's fair to say from a climatological standpoint, we're just fucked we're dead we're not going to turn this around it's just not going to happen we're not going to stop driving cars we're we're not going to stop air conditioning our homes none of that all right some good news here though if nations are able to balance emissions and removals of carbon dioxide and other greenhouse gases to achieve a net zero state sometime around the middle of the century at which point uh, both you and I are likely to uh, not be here, so we don't care. It'd be nice. The, earth, the Earth's temperature could begin to stabilize a decade or so later. So what what does that mean? Is it going to stabilize at this much higher level, and you know all the all the droughts and all the heat waves mm-hmm. and all the extreme rainfall events, and uh, the sea level rise will have uh, gotten to the point where it isn't just coastal areas and it's not gonna be just miami and uh new york well you're seeing these you've seen these stories about these homes on the outer banks falling into the ocean oh forget those those will be 20 feet under forget that there's a great i i invite you to look up the name gus gusler gus gusler is an attorney in raleigh and if you go to his page among other things he has had a long time association with a band called hootie and the blowfish and he was quoted in an article because his very expensive home They've made one more decision to move it back a few feet from the ocean, and then that's it. it. 
<laughs> and within, within a little while, and, and you know, Gus is the kind of guy that can absorb the hit, but still, you know, the, there's going to be a lot of people who won't be able to, for sure. No, no, you have to understand, Britt, what I'm reading here is that sea level rise at the rate that it's going in 50 or, or 70 years, it, it'll Greensboro will be underwater. From oh, that's oceans coming in. Wow, okay. I thought we'd yeah. finally have that oceanfront property. My my yeah, my, my house would be worth so much more. Um, and so, so. Th- this has gotten you thinking about what happened in the year 2000 and the disputed 2000 election uh, that went to the United States Supreme Court. One of the worst decisions the Supreme Court has ever made, Bush v. Yep. Gore. There you go. And this is uh, part, of, part of what we have uh, sown what we reaped, correct? Oh, yeah. Which, and then Al Gore put out that that uh that film right yes which won an academy Award. apocalypse now right that was apocalypse I think, now i think it was called an inconvenient truth i believe is what yeah. what the name okay. of the film was well, but it had to do with an apocalypse i just got and it. i'm sure that also given how things go and the divergence of, th- of timelines and history you've also had time to reflect on as you've seen all of the shows about the 20th anniversary the marking the 20th anniversary of, of america's entry into the war with iraq and you wonder if Al Gore had been president, would we have ever gone to war with Iraq and wasted American blood and treasure trillions of dollars? Hey, hang on, buddy. I'm going to I'm going to see you and raise you on the what if. Yeah, because also this week, the last few days, we have this guy who's uh, 85 who says that it is really true that uh, he, along with um uh, Governor John Conley of Texas yeah. did convince supposedly the Iranians to hold the hostages that they'd taken in 1979. This was the until, original October surprise. Gary right. Sick, the former national security advisor, wrote a book about it many years ago, about 30. So, yes, they right. went over and they talked to various representatives of the Iranian government and said, hold on to those hostages until after the election, until after the inauguration, Ronald Reagan will give you a better deal. Right. Now, uh, in that particular case, yes, I'm not I don't believe well, with any degree of hang on. I don't believe any with any degree of certainty that had the hostages well, come out 36 hours before Election Day. OK, maybe uh, maybe you're right. But then uh, that, again, it that, was that, that Jimmy at least Carter agree that it, been reelected. It was not just the hostage. No, there was a, there was an entire thing. But I, you would also admit, I think that it wasn't helpful to have the hostages held till after the election. And also it turns out that Ronald Reagan eventually ended up selling arms to Iran to fund the war for the, in Nicaragua for right, our but, side, but, but, our, our but, side. But, but the, the hostages flew out and were out of Iranian airspace right after noon Eastern time on inauguration day. Correct. When Reagan became president. So that's Correct. two months after election day. <laughs> Well, but would you would admit the timing made Reagan look pretty good and like a deal that would have made Reagan look pretty good would have been brokered by the guy who now says he brokered the deal. If you say to somebody, can you hold on to the election he goes, well, why don't we just hold on until uh, inauguration day? And then you end up selling arms. That's the part, two that you seem to be not you sell arms to these same people who are terrorists to fund your illegal war in Nicaragua. It all seems to fit together. And again, I know I sound like a crazy conspiracy theory, except that all of this has been 
indisputably proven. And now you have a guy who is on his, uh, not on his deathbed, but fairly close, Jimmy Carter. He, now that Jimmy Carter's on his deathbed, he wants to come forward and say, uh, yeah, I kind of negotiated that whole thing. <laughs> I'm really sorry. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've, I've heard Jimmy Carter in uh, interviews from 15, uh, 20 years ago uh, talk about the, uh, the the situation, and, and he has never, ever said that he believes no. that story to be true. He just doesn't. Now, I'm not quite sure why you think he would have a uh, uh, a reason to stand up for Ronald Reagan right. on the story. That's and I'm not quite sure why you would think that he wouldn't know more about what happened during that era than than other people. But okay, well, this, this he didn't know about this guy because this guy just came forward. <laughs> so if Jimmy Carter was presented with this evidence, he might go, huh. That's interesting. I might change my mind on that whole thing. Mm. All right. Okay. And then but, again, uh, but, but, I, would... I only bring it up because uh, these are pivot points in history, right? Had, oh, had sure. Al Gore been a prick, right? And not graciously finally decided for the good of the country that he was not going to prolong the uh, 2000 election anymore because the uh, Republicans were evil and more nasty and more able to manipulate the whole situation with the help of a Supreme Court, he decided for the, the good of the unity of the country that he would step aside. Um, yeah, yeah we, we'd be on a, a fully different course. And for today. his efforts. Same, but- thing, same thing, obviously, by the way, that wouldn't have even occurred probably had Jimmy Carter been elected. The whole, right. Everything changes. Like it does. everything. Yeah, these are these are inflection points uh, and for his efforts and being so gracious and being what I would consider a true patriot, capital P, not the way the right wing has co-opted the word patriot. Al Gore has been a whipping bitch for the right wing for 22 years. And I just miss Rush Limbaugh, his dead self saying Al Gore, because that was hilarious every time I would say it. And, and, and plus, he, he has never gotten the credit for inventing the Internet. Oh, uh, that and, gets and, funnier. Yeah, that gets, that gets uh, funnier, funnier, it gets funnier. funnier all the time. It will never not be funny. So right. your anybody's homework assignment, for those of you who have just, uh, over the past 20 years, we've tried desperately to completely forget about the Iraq war. Now we have all these veterans. This week, we bring them out, the ones that are still alive and haven't killed themselves or died of cancer or died of something else. They're saying, I don't, I don't know what we did. I don't know why we were there. I'm not sure exactly what our legacy is as far as Iraq goes. Your, your homework assignment, look up Coalition Provision Authority Rule Number 1 and Order Number 2. Look those up, and you'll see exactly what happened and how we fucked up Iraq to a tremendous degree. And by the way, created ISIS. That's something that happened. Why do you hate America, Britain? <laughs> People get all this stuff kind of mixed together. There's the Taliban, and then there's Al-Qaeda, and there's ISIS, and I don't know. These are, they're, all ba- they're all the same thing to me. Well, they're, they're very different. And we actually created the whole ISIS situation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, the uh, Al Gore graciousness in stepping aside and not putting the country through more weeks and months of turmoil following the contested uh, 2000 election, which he actually did win. <laughs> um, 
is the uh, a partial anecdotal uh, subject of a column. And uh, the local paper, which uh, you don't get anymore, most people don't get it anymore. Most people don't get a daily paper anymore uh, in their own own hometown. Um, I I still do. I'm stupid. Um, paying twenty five dollars a month for shit being delivered to my driveway every day, but what's well, not? That's not the point here. Um, they run a columnist named Cal Thomas. Cal's been around since I've been alive. Yeah. I, mean, I can remember reading him in college, and that's, you know, 45 years ago now. Uh, he's been a conservative. He's kind of a jo- kind of a nice guy, not a prick-ass conservative. You know, he was, remember, he was friends with Bob Beckel, the liberal, and they did a lot oh. of stuff together, a lot of yeah. bipartisan. Kind of, yeah, he, he, was, he was okay. But you can depend on him to be mostly... Um, a right winger and a conservative, but this column that he wrote the other day—it's a couple days old, but doesn't matter. Uh, they ran it today in the local paper, and essentially, it's titled "Trump should step aside for the good of the country." <laughs> and first of all, I almost fell out of my chair. Yeah, when I saw the headline, and then when I read the column. I fell out of my chair three more times because everything that Cal Thomas, which keeping in mind that Donald Trump is such a piece of shit that this is total fantasy, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's total fantasy. Um, and he, he starts his column off by referring to Lyndon Johnson, who back in March of 1968, when the Vietnam War had essentially sunk his presidency and he had no chance to get reelected, he stepped aside and said, uh, you know, I, I, I will not seek, I will not accept, I will not try to get the nomination of my party for another term as your president because I don't want the partisan divisions uh, that are developing in this political year. Johnson did the right thing. Now, he probably, in one sense, knew he was going to lose, but he still did the right thing. Um, and then you have Al Gore stepping aside, which is not in Cal Thomas's column because Cal didn't want to go that far and give a more modern Democrat the credit for doing the right thing. So, of course, he goes back to Nixon in 1960, who decided to not contest that election with John F. Uh, Kennedy. Yeah. Uh, but other than that, and that's a, that's a nitpick by me. Um, Cal Thomas is right. Maybe Trump thinks he can win another term as president and pardon himself. That's never been done before. <laughs> but the Constitution is clear about a president having unlimited pardon power. You know, the fact that he brings that up, it's so sick. But you know that that would happen and could happen, right? Yeah, that's true. Is, is there any doubt? Um, a Trump withdrawal from the 24 race would open up the field to candidates with less political, blah, 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 blah. Um, for the good of the country, Donald Trump should quit the race. Johnson did. Nixon refused to challenge the results in 60 for the good of the country. Those are his words at the time. Nixon would resign in 74. Not so much for the good of the country, though it worked out that way because he faced impeachment and lost support among congressional Republicans. And Cal Thomas is making the case that the indictments, the one that's uh, 
apparently about to come down this week in New York, and the other ones are equivalent to those situations. And that's just not counting the fact of what a piece of shit Donald Trump was as president, has been as ex-president, and that he should step aside for the good of the country. Now, that's not going to happen because no. Donald Trump does nothing for the good of the country. No. He does nothing for anyone beyond himself and somehow thinks that the road back to the White House leads him to some kind of vindication. Uh, I mean, God, God bless these people, but there's two stories that are dry. that that story about. Gosh, I wish Donald Trump would just summon his inner angels. Yeah, and it's just not gonna, we know it's I mean, not going to happen. That's just like that's like I mean, God. I wish they would just put more right, healthy stuff. I wish they would put more. Hang on, I wish they would put more healthy stuff on the menu of McDonald's. I really think they could turn that in. That they could really help out America. They do that, and then problem. they have to drop it three months later because nobody buys it. It's not going to work. It's stupid. And the other one that drives me crazy is the man. I just don't like to see DeSantis and Trump attacking each other. I wish they would cut well, that out. Wait, that, that's the other story that's driving me absolutely apeshit. Well, but in in this case, with Trump, it shouldn't just be a columnist that's saying this. That's the real point. It should be. Every Republican, every damn one of them saying, you know, they need a Barry Goldwater, Hugh Scott moment walking into Nixon's office, telling him you've got no support. Get the fuck out. That's and they don't have the courage. They do not have the integrity. They do not have the ability to do that, to just off, not fly down one at a time to have your picture taken with Trump with your thumb up. No. They need to all fly down there and tell them, get the fuck out. We don't want you. The country doesn't need you for the good of the country that you proclaim to love. Get the fuck out. That's Nobody's what this column was. It's going to go nowhere. I get it. But I thought it was worth noting. Well, and there's nobody that loves. There's nobody that cares about this man enough to tell him the truth about this. And they don't want to hear it. And the family's not going to go to him and go, you know, this is really a bad idea. You shouldn't run again. We'll do other stuff. We'll do other things. You can be influential. We'll start. Something that's going to be greater than the Carter, the Jimmy Carter Institute, you, the Carter Center. Do you think he cares about what his family thinks? Well, no, I think they're they're pushing him because they want to make more money. I don't think Ethel Kennedy, for example, went to Robert Kennedy and goes, you got to run for president. We're going to make so much fucking money. I don't think that ever happened. Well, but I, we didn't have someone so brilliant yeah. in the past who figured out. That this was a gold mine, the presidency of the United Ro States. Rosalind Carter did not go to Jimmy Carter in mid-1975 and go, holy shit, I know you're a long shot, but do you know how much fucking money we could make if you made it to the White House? I'm in. Yeah. A part of the what I think is a pathetic, ridiculous, and not even remotely believable defense that they're trying to throw up and will be throwing up in defense of Trump in the Stormy Daniels payoff case is that the reason $130,000 somehow ended up in the hands of Stormy Daniels because was because Donald Trump was so worried about his marriage about about Melania having to face the embarrassment of the story yeah. going public because I believe that she knew about this for years yeah. and sucked it up and yeah. went along with it. And as long as it didn't become a public thing, she was ready to live with it. But suddenly now that it's going to be in court, 
Trump is pretending he's the family man and cares so much yeah. about the fact that a woman, Stormy Daniels, who he got blowjobs from or whatever, um, in you know, it wasn't in Las Vegas. I don't. It was in some. Other, it was in a smaller city in Nevada. It was not in Vegas. I'm was it Reno, sure. the biggest little city in the world? No, no, Reno? it wasn't Reno. It was. It was one that you know doesn't immediately come to to mind. Doesn't really matter. But um, the fact that you know Melania had a four month old Baron Trump at home, and Trump was out there uh, cavorting around, and she finds out about it, and they keep it quiet for for all those years, and she doesn't walk out on the marriage but it was uh, a few weeks before the election when stormy daniels sees the access hollywood tape or as i know you always call it you and your losers the hollywood access tape. access yeah that's what i call it uh it's a uh, tahoe they were in tahoe tahoe see yeah perhaps on the um, nevada side of tahoe not on the california side oh so well <laughs> the laws are different in nevada these are these um, are my favorite that your your narrative that you just put out that this guy wanted to uh, not embarrass his family and narrative number two, which is eh, it's a bookkeeping error. They had a spreadsheet. It went in this column instead of this column that 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 is literally something that's being peddled by dumbasses all over the place. Yeah. And it's know, Michael a, Cohen's uh, fault, by the way. And there, there's been an investigation that's been done. I can't remember which uh, uh, news organization did it. But they went and looked to see whether, if in the state of New York, other people had been similarly charged for the similar crime of trying to uh, pass off um, uh, personal payments uh, as business expenses and trying to hide them. Because, remember, one of the defenses of Trump is that this is a selective political prosecution only, and this is a, a novel case that... Alvin Bragg, who hates Donald Trump, not only because, well, we all hate Donald Trump, but because Alvin Bragg is a vicious racist is he? who hates white people, is he? and Donald Trump is the symbol of white people. Uh, does this ever happen in other cases in the state of New York? And you know what they found? They found that it does. This has been used many, many times uh, in the state of New York. There have been many prosecutions for the falsification of business records, or as you said, oh, an accidental clerical error. <laughs> uh, you know the uh, hundred thirty thousand dollars. Yeah. You know the Iran Contra thing that I was just alluding to a little moment ago. Just a rounding error. That's all that was. Just a rounding error. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I do yeah. love those. Are my two favorite narratives. Yeah, I uh, I kind of like the uh, the way everything's fitting together today. I kind of like this. I kind of like this. Uh, well, they they decided to kind of block off the DA's office there in Manhattan, and they put barriers all around and, and cops all over the place because Donald Trump's people are pretty uh, 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 violent, I think is the word I'm looking for. I believe that's the word I'm looking for. Yeah. Well, you know, we heard the story yesterday that the uh, number of people who have really physically decided to gather in public in New York over the weekend was uh, pretty small. I hope so. Um, and we don't ascribe a lot of intelligence to many of these people, but they actually may be smart enough to figure out that this is a losing hand, mm -hmm. that they may have actually seen the fact that one of the defenses, so many of the 
January 6th defendants tried to use in court was Trump made me do it. I did it for Trump. He ordered me to do it. I was just following orders. And maybe the leftovers who are not uh, subject to arrest and indictment for what happened on January 6th. So you're, there'll be your second team, the, you know, the JV team that's left. Maybe they've figured out that, uh, the best way to support Donald Trump is not to try to recreate what happened in Washington on January 6, 2021, that that's not a, that's not an effective way to do. It's very possible. It's very, very possible. And, um, I, uh, the, the city of New York where they have, like, I think the 36,000 man police force, mm-hmm. they're very capable of, uh, securing the the places where, where trump will be taken to i really really hope they have a you know they have a presidential suite at rikers island ah, that, he, ah, that he can spend time with down the hall from uh, alan weisselberg the the financial creep uh that they they keep him there they do not allow bail um of course they'll take away his passports uh and and, and things of that sort uh, at minimum at minimum, if he gets if he gets arrested and charged, they should put a fucking ankle bracelet on him and and tell him he's got to stay within the uh, New York metropolitan area only. He should not be allowed to fucking get on a plane and go to Waco, Texas, on the thirtieth anniversary of the Branch Davidian disaster, and use that as a parable for his campaign against the United States government. No, no. Keep him in New York. Let him do it. What he wants to do. He can do it from Trump tower. He can, he can go up to his old apartment and, and go on zoom and do something stupid, but no, he shouldn't be allowed to, tra- I don't think he should be allowed to travel. What do you think? I, I just feel like you're getting a little ahead of yourself. I just figured this would be like a booking for most people for, throwing down some trash they bail him and he gets out i mean that he's in there for a couple hours he makes some sort of speech when he gets out everybody's fired up i figured that's how it's gonna work. well they can do whatever they want if the judge says judges have a lot of latitude i think in these cases if the judge says you know in the past week you have publicly called for the exact same kind of violence that occurred in washington on january 6 2021 and because of that because of the the inherent danger to public safety across this country oh that's fair you have lost in my opinion your right to travel around because you are now an accused person who has been indicted for a crime just no and you know the the irony of Donald Trump's white army of idiots complaining about the two-tier justice system for for that particular reason that Donald Trump would be confined to the New York metropolitan area in comparison to the outrages done to so many people of so many different colors in the history of this country and its justice system working on behalf of, uh, how should we say, one class against the other. You think? The irony would be, of course, rich. It would be totally lost on people who think that Donald Trump is the most put-upon victim 
in the history of victims. There's just he's the king of victims, right? Nobody's been a bigger victim than me. I can't believe they're not going to allow me to to travel past uh, Long Island. That that is so unfair. That is so outrageous. How am I going to shoot somebody on Fifth Avenue if I can't walk around freely? How can I do that? Well, you can still shoot somebody on Fifth Avenue. That's you know your your building Good. is on Fifth Avenue. Good, Good. thank God. I, I I don't want this travel to be restricted. Do the uh, do the South Dakota story, and we'll move on with our lives. All right. Uh, here we go. We have a bunch of leaked emails between legislators in South Dakota and uh, folks who are what are known as anti-trans lobbyists. Uh, this is Handmaid's Tale kind of crap. And I'm sorry. These are communications between the anti-trans people, a Good state God. representative named Fred Deutsch, and uh, other South Dakota legislators. And they're deep into the religion thing. They are deep into the religion thing that restrictions on LGBTQ rights are part of what they believe is the holy war that must be fought and must be won. Lawyer and president of the Georgia-based Children and Parental Rights Campaign said, Know that many have prayed and are praying for you this day. Do not back down, nor should you be afraid. Know that the Lord is with you. The children of South Dakota belong to him. He is jealous over them. Let his jealousies be spoken forth in the House of Representatives of South Dakota today so that his children would be made safe. Know that you are his representative today. Do not be afraid. Stand firm in what is right. Email shared with Vice News by a woman, Elsa Shoup, a trans woman who had detransitioned and become an anti-trans advocate before retransitioning and renouncing her ties to Christianity. So was so she, that a she switched back and, she switched and forth back. back? Yeah. Or was that just a back and forth? I can't quite follow that. Uh, people are very threatened by this. I don't know. I don't know how they've decided that this is like the most threatening thing to them, but they've decided this is the most threatening thing. Yeah, absolutely. This this and drag shows. I mean, I I swear to God, if I see another story, uh, thoughts and prayers to those kids that were taken out by that drag show over in Iowa. <laughs> Just a okay, spontaneous well, drag to, show. Right, what what is more? What's a bigger threat? Putin and she or a drag show? Drag shows. Oh my God! What's you know many- oh, what's a bigger threat? The entire financial system collapsing or drag shows? The drag shows. Remember all those beautiful children were killed in Newtown, Connecticut by that spontaneous drag show? Horrible. All right. What's what's more important? A violation of the debt ceiling, destroying the full faith and credit of the United States and plunging the world into a depression that we've never seen the likes of or a drag show. That's kind of a push, but I'm going to go with just by a slight edge to the drag shows. The drag shows clearly are the biggest threat to America. All of your answers were correct, <laughs> and uh, you've, won a prize like for, you've won a prize for uh, Johnny Jackson of Kansas City, Missouri. He was the uh, person you were playing for on that. I, I wish like there was some smart ass like Chris Wallace that would ask a question like this uh, at, at a Republican debate. Just to, like, 
do with all the, do you believe that drag shows are the biggest threat to the America right now? Go ahead, uh, Governor DeSantis. <laughs> 